This is Moldy Moldy Mole from the Tauntaun Sleeping Bag Company. And you're listening to... What's that, honey? No, I'm just recording something for a podcast. A podcast. It's like a radio show that I download to my phone. Yes, it's about my Star Wars game. It's it's just it's a couple of guys talking about the game. Um, I get like news and theory crafting. Yes, theory crafting. That's a real word. Okay, thanks, honey. You are listening to. Yes, dear. I'll take out the recycling. You are listening to the Shattered Order podcast. This is Wind Killer Inc. from the Shattered Order. And when I'm not dashing through the snow on my tauntaun, I listen to the Shattered Order podcast. What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news information and theory crafting you found the podcast you're looking for with your hosts good night punk Welcome to the 77th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. What's going on, Wink? Well, not a lot. Same as always. Hey, we're doing it on Wednesday. That's kind of exciting. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, in my most important fantasy football league this week, I pulled off a victory and I will be going to the finals and, um, I made a incredibly trolly video that I posted, you know, trolling the guy that I beat, uh, cause <laughs> we've been talking smack to each other all week. So that was fun. Very nice. Well, in our shattered order league, apparently beating you in the first round was the was the first step for me because now I am in the final of our Shattered Order League. So, well, that must be nice. We shall see. Wouldn't be there if it's, I had Gronk, but whatever. It's me and Augustus fighting it out. So, um, just a little fun note here. I I I really should be wearing a mask over my face currently because I am currently living in a contamination zone. And uh, I kind of feel like it's a Walking Dead or a zombie show because literally every, all five other people in this house have influenza. Oh, that ain't good. <laughs> I have not got it yet. I am sleeping in the extra bedroom. I wouldn't away be from house. <laughs> Away from my wife. I am, I am carrying a can of Lysol with me everywhere I go, along with a thing of uh, hand sanitizer. Um... <laughs> 
what else? I got a few more other things I'm doing. I I I refuse to catch the flu from the rest of my family. Smart thing. So, yeah, the house is kind of split in two right now. The office and the extra bedroom are in the front of the house, so that's kind of like my zone right now. And then everyone else can have the rest. Because uh, I am the world's worst person when I'm sick. It's oh. like, I... I, I have, don't know about that. I, I would challenge you on that. Oh, man. Wait on me hand and foot. I'm not going to move. And yeah. with four kids, that's a terrible thing to uh, happen to one spouse or the other. So, yep. Yeah, that's that's what's going on here. Just me cool. avoiding death. The flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about something a little bit more exciting. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking two more beers from a six pack, a mixed six pack I put together last week. So nice. doing a couple more sours on this podcast. But right now I'm re- drinking this uh, Destill Brewery Wild Sour. It's a cranberry sour. So it's pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. How Sounds about you? Good. Um, I am having Honey Jack with my eggnog tonight and... Honey Jack with the eggnog is amazing. It is so much better than the regular Jack, or probably, uh, it's probably not as good as the rum, but it's pretty damn good. Interesting. I don't have any hard liquor in my house, but I did just buy eggnog, so I might have to get something to put in my eggnog. Nice. Yeah. I've got a friend in town from Indiana who's staying with me this week, and uh, we've been... I'll just say uh, we've been plowing through alcohol, so uh, the the rum and regular Jack <laughs> are already gone. So we're down to the honey <laughs> Jack and you know like the second tiers of liquor. So yeah, uh, down to the second shelf, not the top one anymore. Yeah, exactly. The uh, it's funny because usually between let's say November and December, you know how much I love Costco, right? Well. Costco also sells a one and a half liter of mixed, all pre-mixed eggnog that is amazing as well. I just haven't had any yet this year. I'm not a big fan. So for those of those that, uh, I'm not usually, well, eggnog I am. Not a lot of other drinks, but eggnog I am only for that simple fact, like I said, I don't drink it fast enough that it doesn't split. And I always forget the split and just drink straight rum. (laughs) Yeah. So, eh, whatever. It's all good. It's all liquor, and I like it all. Um, as do I. All right, so uh, a couple things to talk about. Um, want to talk about our Twitch real quick? We are go ahead, Mister Man. Uh, we are officially a Twitch affiliate, which is super exciting. That means you can now support us on Twitch if you want. Uh, what's really great about that is if you are an Amazon Prime member. You have Twitch Prime already. All you have to do is go to Twitch and just activate it. And you can go. It gives you a free subscription every month. And go and subscribe to us. And that would really help us out a lot. Um, And so, yeah, you Amazon Primers, I'm sure there are a ton of you. Yeah, go do that. We would love you forever. And um, forever. Exactly. So, yeah, there's a bunch of really cool stuff that that kind of allows for us to do now on there. Um, we'll be talking about 
that. More in the future once we get a little bit more knowledgeable about all of it, but it's really cool. Uh, go subscribe, twitch.tv slash Shattered Order. Yes. And for those of you that are always on Discord all day long because of your guilds in the game and what have you, checking out the different communities that are on there, we have a community on there. And if you're not a part of it already, you would really enjoy it. I know I do. Uh, All the conversations we have in there with all of you listeners, just a bunch of really cool people. So if you are into Discord, go check out discord.me slash shattered order. That'll pop you an invite to our channel, and then you can pop in there and hang out with us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, as well, we have a Twitter, twitter.com slash shattered order, or just at shattered order. That is us. You can find us there, talking all week long about the random things that happen between the two of us uh intro contest so the intro contest is officially closed next week on the podcast we will announce the winner and play their intro again so that everyone can hear it but uh next week we will give out the winner of that and their christmas present so um how about the you talk about this guy right here Wink, what's next? Yeah, I can totally do that. We are doing something super exciting next week. Uh, one, we'll be delivering Dan's punishment. I can't wait. But we're, Oh, we are. Yes. Oh, oh we, we are. Uh, we'll get to that later. I've got a great holiday idea. So <laughs> um, next week we'll be doing the audio Q&A like we have previously done. Uh, submit your questions. Uh, like we said before, uh, Patreon members will kind of have the top priority. We will certainly get you guys, uh, you know, we'll, we'll save y'all for like a special section. And then everyone else, uh, submit your questions, any question, whatever, audio, save it from your iPhone. Just get on there, hit record, record your voice, email it to us. Super easy, shatteredorder at gmail.com or what you can do is go to our Discord channel, and we are adding a Discord channel where you can just go ahead and submit that stuff there. So, specifically for the Q&A. Yep. That will work perfectly. And as far as Patreon goes, we have one new December patron, so I'm trying to get his in-game name so I don't uh, blabber out his real name here on the podcast if that's not what he wants, but uh, we have one new member this month which is awesome. So thanks to him. And uh, so I just wanted to say, we know it's the season of giving the holidays here and money can become tight. So thank you to all our current patrons who are still supporting us throughout this holiday season. And for those that plan thinking of signing up, it's a great gift and we love you forever, forever. Exactly. Forever. But we also love everyone out there as well. That listens to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate our Discord. We we just really enjoy this community that we have built through this podcast. And uh, if you could just leave us some reviews on iTunes or on Stitcher or any place or the Shattered Order at gmail.com, any place you want to get a hold of us to let us know what you think of the podcast or what we could be doing better, we take that stuff to heart and uh, look it over and uh, try to do our best to implement certain things and make things better for everyone. So... We appreciate that. Cool. Now, so let's talk about arena updates. Um, 
So, when we left off last week, the event was about... had The, events, the event had started, and uh, you'd got it. And I think I was about 20 to 30 shards each away from uh, unlocking Ray. Well, it turns out I did it in two days by... Uh, I bought wow. a couple uh, shards on. I bought a couple of shard shipments because I just didn't want to rely on getting ten shards a day and wait till the last day of the event. And you know, if I came up short, I would just be super pissed about it. So I bought a couple shipments and uh, that pushed it forward real fast. And I was able to unlock my ray, something that a month ago I thought I had zero chance of doing. So I'm really stoked about. Uh, getting her and unlocking her so yeah but the, uh, i want to talk about the event like my uh my my uh experience in the event because i know you talked about it last week the event was really fun there was a lot of stuff going on in there and uh the one thing so you know we were talking about the obi-wan vader part of the uh cls journey mm-hmm. how it was like this big story driven event and you could just tell what was going on there i could not tell that the uh finn versus kylo in the hero's journey part was just like that so i kept trying to stun and expose kylo ren with finn but he just kept going down in health and i could not tell if kylo was losing any health at all because you know how sometimes when you play with him in the wild he'll uh he just has so much defense, you have to ping him forever to kill him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going on, and I was starting to get really pissed off because he just would not die, and then my Finn died, and then the race, you had a race step in. I'm like, oh, that's the way it was supposed to happen. It took me at least the entire time with Finn trying to kill him before I realized <laughs> it was happening that way. Oh, man, it was so frustrating at first. But it made that, it made it. Once I realized what was happening, that was pretty sweet. So I thought that was pretty cool. But the event overall, I think, was a lot of fun. I like these heroes' journeys. Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out what this uh, villain journey that uh, Inraj had spoken about in interviews last week may be or become if it does come. So yep. I'm excited for that. Well, did you notice that they are uh, preparing a content update as we speak? I did. Crazy. So we did, we obviously with the holidays and everything else, we got busy schedules between the two of us. Uh, so had to record today. So yeah. anything that comes out tomorrow, we will talk about next week along with whatever else. But uh, there's some interesting to, stuff that could happen tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait to see what kind of synergy Rose has with uh, Jedi training Ray. <laughs> Rose or even her and Finn. If it made the original resistance Ooh, team even better, that's a good point. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm excited to find out tomorrow is if the Commander Luke thing we talked about last week actually is coming in the end of this month. Uh, when that will be? Because I, um, ah, uh, I don't have him on my B account, and I'm ready for him. So bring him on. Nice. Yeah, for sure. But the, there's there's some interesting stuff that could happen tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens then. For sure. But my uh, my question is, what 
what are you doing in your arena now? I know it's been a week and we're kind of just working things out. Has anything changed? I'm doing a lot of things. I've changed. I, I literally don't even remember what team I was using last week. So, um, I think right now I am running Ray lead with um, BB-8, obviously, R2-D2, Kenobi, and old Ben. Um, I believe that's what I'm doing. I I really liked using Resistance Trooper and Poe, but they're just not tanky enough. I need to take them to gear 12 for them to really have a shot at all. And I'm taking BB-8 to gear 12 first, so... I'll probably go back and do something with them at some point. But, mm -hmm. um, Kenobi and Old Ben seem to be pretty good. Um, you know, it's able to beat the Night Sister teams, although, you know, Night Sister teams are, uh, they, they probably win pretty easily on offense as well, which is frustrating. Uh,. There's actually been a lot more of those popping up in my arena. I think there's four or five of them now. Um, but I really like Ray. A lot of fun. One thing that I noticed that wasn't really working out very well. I like the AOE, the you know burn ability from R2-D2. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't getting a lot of exposes from it. Wasn't even getting a lot of crits from it. And I started looking... Uh, and even with the 40% from R2-D2's unique and Ray's leader ability, uh, R2-D2 still, I mean, was only in the, what, 50s, mid-50s for crit chance, mm -hmm. which was a little frustrating because his uh, crit chance on special damage is insanely low, like 18% or something. So I threw a crit chance set on him and a crit chance primary triangle on him. And it seems to be working much better. Um, I usually get like two to three exposes whenever he AOEs now. And that makes a big difference versus, you know, maybe getting one. I mean, that's an extra 20% turn meter uh, at least for, you know, all my resist resistance characters. And, I mean, that makes a hell of a difference. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty good um still trying to figure out exactly what the best way is for uh for her to work out and who the best team is and who all works in there um i did use her in the raid today that was cool uh the aat raid uh, <laughs> i heard about this holy yeah. smokes man yeah she um i used her r2 resistance trooper Han and CLS and cleared phase four is the first time I've been able to clear phase four. Um, and what's funny is I actually think I would be better off if I weren't using uh, CLS and Han. I think I'd be better off with one more resistance character in there. Uh, resistance trooper was my uh, all star yawning again. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Resistance <laughs> Trooper was my primary damage dealer. I mean, he had like 3.2 million and next best was like 1.8 or something. I mean, he goes a lot and he was critting for 45 on his special. So he is really good. Um, wasn't quite able to auto it, but, you know, I pretty much just dazed the B2s and then it's pretty, I mean, it's 
Super easy team. It works really well. Uh, always call MBB8 with raise assist and always use our specials to reduce the cooldowns. And uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. A lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, I'm totally I'm I'm gearing mine up now slowly because obviously all my gear is on Wampa, but I'm about to get her to gear nine. So we'll see what's happening. But I definitely need to try something new in my arena myself, because once I changed out General Kenobi and Wampa for Beirut, it was all for a week. It was fine because people didn't want to fight the Wampa. Now everyone wants to fight the Wampa, and I end in the. I start my day in the mid nineties instead of you know in the fifties to just move down into the top fifty. So something needs to change because mm. it's not uh, it's not working the way it was before. So basically, my plan is to work up my Ray and my BB eight and try to work something out there, but. I had a funny plant idea here and I had this idea like a month ago, but uh, I didn't do it only because resistance in arena is, was uh, not a top team unless your name is Meowbaka or Mewbaka. But uh, yeah, so the idea is to throw Wampa in with the resistance team because A, he doesn't need synergy from anyone to be decent in a team, but also he will uh, stun anyone that's exposed on his basic. Hmm. So if everyone is exposed when he takes his turn, you can just pick out who you want to be stunned and just hit him up. Or, you know, pop every expose you want to with his AOE, but, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like he would do well in it. And I tried a BB eight, a Ray led team, Ray Jedi training, Ray BB eight R two resistance or Poe Wampa team in galactic war. And it actually did really well. Um, of course it's the way galactic war is now. You can never tell, but yeah, it was working pretty well. And he was in, despite the fact he wasn't getting turn meter from everything, he was still taking a lot of turns, so I'm thinking once I get my BB-8 and my Ray up, gear-wise, I'm going to try Ray, BB-8, R2, um, possibly Poe, and Poe, and Wampa, <laughs> the one. So that five-person team, and we'll see how it goes. So it's looking at my top 50 on my shard, I looked yesterday and there were only two people even using Jedi Ray training as a leader. So I'm kind of curious if people didn't get her or they just haven't geared her up yet or what. But there's not a lot of people on my shard yet with her. Interesting. So, yeah, Seems I don't know. Weird. That's my plan. Uh, there's quite a... There's quite a few rays on mine, um, she, you know, and she seems to hold pretty well with some teams. Uh, she's she's a lot of fun. Like the the team's a blast, and I think she has a lot of potential with the raids for sure. Yeah. So, I, it'll be interesting. I I think it's been fun. This is the fun part about new characters like this is when they come out. Everyone's trying to figure out the best teams, where that she works or he works the best. And it's kind of the same type of situation whereas where when a new raid comes out, right? 
new raid comes out everyone's trying to figure out the coolest teams that work the best and it just makes the game more fun to me that's why i like raids that's why i like these new characters and trying to figure out how to make them work um that's that these are the things right now in this game that i think are the most fun besides some of the cooler events that have come out but having new characters and trying to figure out the best ways to use them that's why i really wish they'd put out a new raid because if they put out a new raid i think it'd be real fun to just have a clean slate where no one knows anything and the whole community is trying their best to figure out the puzzle like we did with the uh heroic tank raid yeah so yeah that's true that's that's always a lot of fun i mean even like right now in the arena we get that and you know it lasts for a few more weeks but that's always the fun part whenever uh you know there's something new to try to figure out and search for very exciting stuff yep so i wanted to start this week with this segment towards the top and there's a reason for that okay so we're going to do our new player segment now and the reason i want to do that is because for the game just or the movie just came out everyone is excited for star wars even even people that have seen it you know even if they didn't like it, they can't stop talking about it. So, What's Star Wars? <laughs> even if you didn't like it, people still talk about it. It's still a big thing right now. And uh, as far as I've seen through just even the Reddit, there have been tons of new players coming into this game after seeing the movie deciding, hey, I wonder if there's Star Wars games out there I could try playing. And a lot of new players have started playing this. So if you're a new player and you're listening to this podcast, I didn't want you to have to sit through the entire podcast to get to the new player segment wondering if there even was one so we're doing it towards the top to give a kind of give an idea and let you know we do think about new players here but the one thing i kind of want to do this for over the next couple episodes for new player segments but uh do it with events right so with the new player segments we've talked a lot about legendary events right because those are the ones that those are the characters everybody wants because pretty much every one of them is awesome now, Yoda, he has his uses and a lot of people like him, but he's not, he's the first one. So he's kind of the oldest one, kind of not on par with some of the newer ones yet, but could be reworked if the Jedi ever do. But uh, yeah, anyways, we're not talking about legendary events anyway. But uh, the events I want to talk about are ones that are really important to new players. And that is the two scoundrel events, right? So you have the credit heists and you have training droid heists. And credit heist is huge for all players, even the end game, because it gives you a steady, steady, it gives you credits whenever it pops up. (laughs) But training droid for all older players doesn't really matter. But I remember being a new player and running out of droids. So this they do give good droids out of the droid training heist and it will really help a new player. So being able to beat those two events at the highest tiers is kind of important just so you can keep getting those resources, right? So the I just want to talk about the characters as a new player that you would use for these events and the easiest ones probably to farm at the beginning to get. So the first one I have listed here is the Cantina Shipments, right? So you got two characters in there that you could farm from the beginning to help you with Scoundrel events. And those two are... Boba Fett, arguably one of the better characters in the game, and Mob Enforcer, Mm -hmm. who I consider the absolute worst character in all of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. So 
don't farm Mob Enforcer, but uh, farm Boba Fett. You won't go wrong there. He'll help you in. He'll help you in dark side uh, PVE battles, and uh, he'll also he's also a scoundrel that can help you with training droid heists. And on top of that, later on when you get to dark side territory battles, he is needed for a lot of the bounty hunter teams uh, that run in there. So. You, you you agree with that, uh, or would you uh, tell people to farm Mob Enforcer? Um, I would definitely tell people to mar- to farm Mob Enforcer just to be a total troll. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, if you come in the corners, like, give me your real opinion. Yeah, I would say Boba Fett, obviously. Uh, the leader ability is great <laughs> for the dark side territory battles. And, um, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about Scoundrels is they do kind of synergize and also transport into a really damn good team for dark side territory battles as well as contributing to your entire guild's ability to get currency. So, good stuff. Yep, absolutely. So, first off, Boba Fett, Cantina Shipments. Can't go wrong there. Now, we've also said other characters to farm when you first start, like the Phoenix Squadron, to do well on legendary events from the start. So, you're going to have to pick and choose here. Maybe you pick to do the Phoenix first, and once you finish that farm, you go to this one, or you do this one first and go to them next. But it's going to be a lot harder if you're splitting your time farming both at the same time so pick whichever one means more to you from the start but uh as far as being able to complete these scoundrel events these are the ones that eventually you're going to want to farm so second up comes galactic war shipments and there is only as far as i know there's only one character in there you can farm for scoundrels and that's uh cad bane so just because can't galactic war is an easier farm um Cad Bane would be a good one to add in there at the start to have. So I'd say get him, too. Uh, Then you get to Arena Shipments. And so why don't you cover this one, and I'm going to ask you a question once you do there, Wink. Uh, Sounds good. So you basically have four options from the Arena Shipments, which is IG-88, Stormtrooper, Han, Greedo, and Newt Gunray. Uh... For me, I definitely think that the uh, two best options are IG-88 and Stormtrooper Han. Um, Stormtrooper Han is ridiculously good in a ton of phases of the game, and so is IG-88. He has you know great synergy with Boba Fett. You can use him. You can recreate the Dream Team if you want. Uh, <laughs> he's Bringing really it good back. and fun, but... He don't have a whole lot of health, so he's not very tanky. He's actually kind of terrible in these dark side territory battles. I don't really like using him because he never survives. He just kind of, you know, ends up dying. He's a great attacker, though. He's amazing. However, Greedo, I think, is really underrated, uh, especially with if you're talking about synergy between um, the ability to transport a team between your, like, your credit heists and going to dark side territory battles. Greedo is awesome because of... The, uh, what are those called? Thermal detonators. Thermal detonators. Yep. And Zam. So, yeah. So that was going to be my question is if you would put Greedo on that same level as we had IG-88 and Stormtrooper Han. I think I would. Because you also have Newt Gunray in there, but uh, I I would say he would be the last one you got to worry about for this. Unless somehow along the line he got a capital ship then it might be better, but uh, right now he has nothing. So 
Greedo, pretty good with his thermal detonators to throw in with Zam and Boba Fett for the bounty hunter team in dark side territory battles. But uh, Stormtrooper Han, great tank. Uh, another great thing about getting him for these scoundrel events is you're also getting him to set yourself up for the CLS event. So because Stormtrooper Han Ooh. is needed for CLS, that's another way to double up on your farming there. CLS so. is overrated, though. Who wants that guy? Um, yeah. I'll tell you, three three months of not having him on my B account has made sure that I was getting him the next time I came around. So, uh, guild shipments, there are basically three of them there. And <laughs> I, I know who your favorite is. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you about the other two, and you can tell us about your favorite guy. Uh, Zen Wessel, <laughs> obviously, really good due to that basic that explodes thermal detonators and gives turn meter. She is amazing. She would be my top choice. Dengar would be my second choice because he is obviously. You know, extremely good. He has the AoE debuffs and uh, has a lot of just really good abilities. But Dan's favorite, his number one is... Gamorrean Guard, man. Of course. Because he's boss. I love that dude. You know what's funny is Gamorrean Guard was my Wampa before Wampa was my Wampa. The only problem was Gamorrean Guard wasn't as good as Wampa, so... Yeah. So yeah, I would say out of those three scoundrels from the guild shipments, save Gamorian Guard for the absolute last thing you farm in guild shipments, and then you'll be fine. That's because true. he's really got no use anywhere at the moment, unless the the only way I could see him having use is if they changed the sequence of his specials used by the AI. If they made him taunt first instead of using his expose special before he taunts. He might actually be worthwhile in Arena. But the fact that he'll use his second special, and by the time he is able to get his taunt up because he's so damn slow, everyone else will be dead and it won't matter. So that's the problem with Gamorrean Guard. But anyways, this is about Scoundrel events. So we'll get back on that. But uh, yeah, I'd say Zam you is the best one out of... Uh, should what? Uh, you should start a petition to get the AI changed for Gamorrean Guard. You know what? If we ever get a dev back on this show, um, maybe I'll just ambush him with that. It's a good idea. Hey, when are we going to change this? Like, that hey, that wasn't in the show strategy. notes. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Zam from Guild Shipments, I think, is your best bet, scoundrel-wise, followed by Dingar. Um... And then finally, there are one, two, three, four, five Cantina node scoundrel uh, farms. Now, Clone Wars Chewie, I wouldn't suggest farming him. He's one of my worst regrets as a farm because I wasted a lot of energy on him to get him to seven star to never be used. And uh, then you got Captain Han Solo, never a bad one to go after. But the thing about Captain Han Solo and the other two, Veteran Smuggler Han and Veteran Smuggler Chewie, is they're not going to be available to new players. So your best bet is this last one. But even if there were others with him in this area, I still think he would be your best bet. And that's Lando. Eight energy, Cantina node. 1E, I think it is. Eight energy. That's a great farm for everyone from the start. 
is Lando because A, he's a rebel. He can be used for Palpatine. B, he's a scoundrel. He does great for the scoundrel events. Uh, he's just, in general, a really good character. So I'd say Lando from, uh, you know, stage one of Cantina Nodes is would really shore out your team. So, yeah, I'd say the best team you got going for the early game, Boba Fett, Cad Bane, IG-88, Stormtrooper, or Greedo. Zam and then Lando, and you can farm every one of those from a different area, so the farm will be quicker to build that team up as a new player. And the last character that's involved here is Han Solo. He's also a scoundrel, but he's a heroic pit raid reward, and the odds of a new player getting him to even unlock uh, before they're unlocking these scoundrel events is pretty small. So later on, he'll be good for you, but uh, not really great to count on as an early game player. That's true. Got anything else to add there for the new folks listening? No, sir, I do not. I think that pretty much covers it, other than just informing you that there are a lot of Hans. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, let's see. Two of them are farmed from Cantina Notes. I thought there were three for some reason, but yeah, there's a lot of Hans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so there's that. And then we got so we talked last week about that mini update they had that kind of did some bug fixes to dark side territory battles. And I remember saying last week that I really hoped that they did more than what was there to it. And the day that dark side territory battles started, they dropped an imperial retaliation improvements on us. So there were other changes. So you want to cover some of those for us? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so they obviously kind of nerfed it a little bit, which we kind of had an idea they were going to do. But the combat missions in Phase 1 have had the difficulty significantly reduced, um, making it easier. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to... F- okay, so gripe time, and I know I saw this a lot in our Discord, but uh, three stars, everyone else gets locked out. I didn't even get a chance to fight in phase one yesterday because I was sleeping after my after work in the morning, woke up, had to go straight back to work, and I did by the time I settled in at work, everything was three stars, so that kinda that kinda sucked. But did you get a chance to play in there? Yeah, I did. Didn't go well. Uh I didn't even get currency for the guild. I lost the special mission. Um my Vader sucks. So hmm. see I think my to- Vader sucks, but I was able to get a Get it. Do you have so Zeta on him? That's kind of surprising. I do have Zeta on him. Exactly. Ah, well, that would help. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, my, my, uh, yeah, those teams were kind of terrible. And I kind of remember the last one being the same way because you don't have the bonuses from the, uh, from the platoons. I think in phase two, you start getting those. I haven't done those yet. I'll have to look and see exactly how they go. Um, mm. Apparently, phases one through five have all been tuned to give more prep time in the second and third waves before you get to the really absolutely brutal uh, fourth wave. Doesn't sound like they've changed that a whole lot. Uh, the um, it says the point rewards have been increased, so that's basically the amount of TP that you get from each individual win through a wave. That has all mm-hmm. been increased, which is a really good idea. 
The strafing run was deleted from phases one through three. Thank God. Holy crap, man. That would not give you much of a chance. Like, it's going to suck when it comes back in four when you're not real. really. I guarantee I'll do a combat mission in phase four. And the first time the strafing one goes off, I'll be like, what the hell was that? Because I'll be so used to the first, well, yeah. no, two of the last brutal. three not having it. But it's thank goodness Absolutely. it got taken out of the first three at the very least, because that thing sucks. It, it's It's just demoralizing. Taking out half your protection or all of it on the first... On the well, it used to be on the first move of the whole match, but uh, that's the next part. The strafing run no longer will fire at the start of the run, so you're not already starting off with half protection. So, thank goodness for that. Yep, that is a that's a big nice change. That was kind of an odd situation, anyway. Uh, they changed the number of elites that you can have in certain phases. Um, so yeah, so wave four. Of every combat mission throughout the Dark Side Territory battle will have a certain amount of elites guaranteed on Wave 4 and a possibility of more. So you'll know if your RNG hates you if you get more than the, the guaranteed amount. But yep. Yeah, so Phase 1, you get one elite for sure. You could possibly get two on Phase 4. Phase 2, two elites, maybe three. Phase 3, everyone gets 3 elites in Wave 4. Phase 4 and 5, everyone gets 3 elites for sure, but you might end up getting 4. And Phase 6, everyone gets 4 elites guaranteed in Wave 4. So plan accordingly, because uh, it's going to get real nasty in Phase 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, I am dreading it a little bit. Make sure you have those Empire teams ready to go at modded. That's something that I forgot to do. I think uh, there were a few characters in Phase 1 that I didn't even have modded and I was using. So, uh, you know, that, that didn't end so well. But that's okay. Yeah, a lot of the times I'll take a mod off one dude and put it on another guy because I'm trying to fill out the other person's mods. And then I'll forget to go back and put one back on that person that I took it from. And I've noticed a lot of that in dark side territory battles. Cause I don't play my main characters. Aren't a lot of dark side p- players. So keep an eye on your mods on the dark side, because Holy smokes makes a huge difference. If you are missing, you know, two or three mods off a character, make a massive difference. Did you do the bounty hunter yep. special today? Um, I don't think there was a bounty. There wasn't a bounty hunter actual special today, but I did use them in a regular CM and, you know, didn't what? go very well. But The yeah. mission for uh, currency today was bounty hunters. No. In phase. Oh, oh, wait, phase two. No, I haven't done anything yes. in phase two yet. Sorry. Okay. I, I Freaking was, killer, man! Because I'm you know the bounty hunter one is the wampas. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can see it in your face. So you know, yeah, they got the two wampas on the first phase and then the three on the second one. Uh, yeah. The wampas took down everyone in the second phase, and it was down to Boba Fett versus one wampa, and the wampa wiped out Boba with red 
with red freaking health on him and I failed the mission. I was so pissed. I can imagine. Yeah, man, because that was the problem with the other one. Like, I couldn't be, I, I couldn't even get that close in the special missions. But this one, I'm like, all right, this should be a little easier. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> missed it. So I need really need to gear up my Greedo because I'd leave Greedo out. And, uh, he'd be really helped that team out for sure. Sounds so. like a. Cool. Uh, um, a couple yeah. of bugs that they fixed was Hoth Rebel Soldier healing for more than he's supposed to. He now heals correctly. And then the uh, Hoth Rebel Commander and Hoth Rebel Officer unique abilities now trigger correctly. So the, the amount of bugs that this had the first time around that they've tuned things down, changed bugs last week, still had bugs this week to fix. It's like, it's a wonder we got through it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of her, her normal AAT when it first came out. Just banging your head against an impossible wall. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's... I don't disagree <laughs> with you there. All right, so... I, last thing here... Well, not last thing. Second to last thing, but I wanted to talk about something I saw on Reddit this week. Wasn't a lot of uh, dev comments and stuff, but I thought this was really cool and might help newer players. Uh, not so new because it requires the Raid Hawn at seven stars, but if you don't have CLS, this might be lo worth looking into. Uh, it was a Raid, an auto heroic Rancor team that was uh, posted by is this question okay too that's his reddit username but uh check out this team right um let me go over here and bring up the picture of this team um i'm going to put it on the live stream here all right so there it is it's on the live stream the team is akbar leader bb8 Han Solo, First Order Stormtrooper, and First Order Officer. That is the complete team. Now, he has Akbar at Gear 9, BB-8 at Gear 9, um, Han Solo at Gear 10, and then uh, First Order Stormtrooper and First Order Officer at Gear 12. And he was able to solo the entire Rancor raid on auto without ever getting hit. And this just kind of raised my eyes. Yeah, yes. This I is why it caught this. my eye. Okay. So let me kind of explain this team, right? So it has a Akbar lead. So you know what Akbar lead does, right? Use a special ability. It's going to call in a rebel to assist, right? I'm familiar. So if the rebel that's assisting is Han Solo, he's going to... Reduce turn meter if the Rancor is over 50% turn meter. So there's that. So the, all these people that have these special abilities are going to be calling in Han Solo or Akbar. But uh, my th thinking here is that you probably want Akbar to die as quick as possible to really make this team work. But uh, he didn't mention how fast. Actually, let me look at the picture here. 
Akbar didn't die in his run because he's not uh, he's not grayed out there on the picture. So Akbar stayed alive the entire time, and this still worked. But so First Order officer is there to his second special removes fifty percent turn meter, grants everyone else fifteen percent turn meter, and reduces First Order stormtroopers cooldowns by one. So he's got it. That's a three turn cooldown move. So every third turn, he's removing fifty percent turn meter from the rancor. So that's a pretty big chunk there just from First Order Officer. You got First Order Stormtrooper. He does speed down on his basic. His special, his first special gives 25% turn meter to the entire team. So that's what he does for the team. A little bit of turn meter addition there. And with act with the First Order Officer there reducing First Order Stormtroopers' cooldowns, he's able to use his taunt more often, giving that 25% turn meter to the whole team. So there's that. Akbar lead in there, you know, obviously will get him or Han Solo to attack every time a special is used. And if Han is the one that's chosen, he'll be returning removing turn meter. But he also has his... I, do you remember the special that Akbar... What is Akbar's special name? Do you remember? The one where if you use tactical, a special, you get 100%. Tactical Genius? Yes, there you go. So tact, he's got... Along with his leader ability, he's got Tactical Genius. So if someone uses a special, uh, they're going to call in a rebel. They can use another special then, call in a rebel again. And if it's Han Solo, he's going to be removing turn meter. Uh, BB-8 is in there because, you know, he likes to use his specials. He has tenacity down on basic. Don't I haven't used a lot of my BB-8 yet now that I got him a seven star, but I know he does. Oh, uh, Illuminated Destiny, another move yeah. that uh, will be good for him. I don't know how fast that will go off in the Rancor useful. raid, though, but BB-8's yeah. there. So... Uh, Han Solo's there to reduce turn meter. He can... Yeah, it's just ridiculous. This team just caught my eye because I've never seen it before. You got the screenshot right there of the Solo. Uh, he says it was full auto. And the other part to it is he didn't have a Hazade on Han. Nice. Like, That's literally twice the turn meter reduction if you have that Zeta on Han. Well, not twice because he removes what fifty percent. He, um, I think it removes thirty-five percent. Yeah, if it's because above, if it has above fifty percent turn meter, and so if it has like forty-five percent turn meter, you attack him. You're only giving turn meter, but if he double taps, then you know a lot of those times when it goes up over, uh, it'll, you know, you'll still end up removing turn meter. Get a net loss basically. Yeah, so the real question is, since he didn't have the Hans Solo Zeta, I wonder if that would affect this team working if he did double tap for turn all the turn meter reduction and manipulation that goes on with this team. Kind of curious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting team. So if you're out there and you have these characters, but you don't have CLS, might be something worth trying for sure. Um if you look up, is this question okay too on Reddit, his post is out there and you can, you can see he answered a lot of questions about it. And I'm sure if you asked it now, he'd still be willing to answer them. So pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. And uh, something else about this team is there are probably other options besides First Order Stormtrooper because he's kind of a bitch to get. 
Um, I'm sh- I'm trying to think of someone that might be really good. Um, I mean, honestly, it would have to be someone that applies speed down and has a move that can be done often enough that adds turn meter because first order officer is giving cooldown reduction to stormtrooper who's able to use his taunt more regularly to give everyone 25% turn meter. So if there's a person that can fill that type of role and do it as often as he can, you'll probably end up working pretty well. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I still kind of think that the, uh, uh, God, I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> well, just the turn meter give in general is pretty rare and sporadic that it's that's maybe not really all that important. The the turn meter you're talking about? Yeah, um, I think speed down's probably the bigger thing because, I mean, you can't really you. It's almost impossible to beat the rancor without uh, something that gives speed down. So. I'm gonna have to find someone in our guild with these characters at the the right gear levels to give this a try because I'm really curious. My BB-8's only gear eight right now. I'm working on him, but Akbar's only well, Akbar's gear nine in this guy's picture too. So actually, I think I might have this team ready to go. Maybe I'll give this a try. Yeah, I might too. Seems pretty interesting. I was gonna test a Ray team, but who knows? May test. Yeah. Plenty of stuff going on to play with. That's that's the best part, right? You find things like this, it makes it interesting and fun because then you can go ahead and try it yourself to make things interesting. So I just want to throw that out there for people if they wanted to give that a try because it's something I'd never seen before. And it seems easy enough, you know, but uh, seems like things happen. Things happen like this all the time around here. So. One other thing I just saw but when I was writing the notes before we started the podcast, and I thought... This is crazy. One, Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of curious how this will affect us as Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes players on Apple operating systems, because there was a new change to the Apple App Store guidelines today. And so uh, there's not a lot of info out on this just yet, but I thought it was worth noting. So... Basically, what the change was to the App Store guidelines, uh, this is the wording here. So apps offering quote-unquote loot boxes or other mechanisms that provide randomized virtual items for purchase must disclose the odds of receiving each type of item to customers prior to the purchase. So to me, it's obviously there, I mean, can you consider a card that you're buying like they call them in this game, cards, a loot box. Cards, yeah, because uh, yeah, to I me, mean, it's if, even if it's not a loot box, it's a mechanism that provides randomized virtual items. So Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, that's pretty clear cut. And I, I mean, the amount of stuff we've heard about people getting refunds through Apple, I'm not surprised that this is here. I mean, this has been something yeah, that people for have sure. talked about a, I mean, they've talked about it a ton. There's been a lot of posts on Reddit about it. You've probably talked to somebody that's done this. And, I mean, it is something that should be disclosed to some degree. It's not, I mean, 
I don't know that most people will understand what those percentages really mean if they disclose that, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I also do, because if they were to come out and show these numbers on these five five shards to 330 shard packs to give you an idea of the chance of certain amounts of shards, it would definitely be interesting. Now, what I would think with the 5 to 330 shard packs that they would say, I think the only thing from what I'm reading there they would have to disclose is the odds of... Well, I mean, the, the odds of getting 5 shards is 100%, right? So what are the odds that they would have to show? You know, because you are getting a virtual item from that box. You just don't know how much... So I don't yeah, know I how this would be work. Part of the problem, I mean, EA is probably going to push back against it. I would think to some degree, and you know, that if you're one of those people that's kind of complained about this stuff and kind of went into uh, causing this change, you should probably feel good about yourself because this will probably lead to something where we get more information about exactly what you might be getting and. Um, the was the realistic chances of getting something better. Yeah, I don't I can't see this as a bad thing unless it winds up making them up the percentage chance and bring down the amount you could possibly get, which isn't even a bad thing because if it comes down from 330 shards, do we know anyone who has ever got 330 shards anyways? No, no. Really. You know. So if it was came down to 5 to 50 shards instead and said, you know, your chance to get half of that, 25 shards is 10%, 15% or whatever, then it would make more sense to people. But, you know, you'd have to... This could also... Those result. numbers out there... Sorry, go ahead. And say so This could also result in, uh, you know, a lot better rewards from these boxes because... I know we've all seen that picture where people in another country get Zetas or something off of a uh, off a purchase. I don't know. I mean, hell, that could be crop for all we know. But um, mm -hmm. I definitely think that them adding stuff in here will make it seem like these packs are a lot better value than they actually are now. And so that mm -hmm. could be a really good change that comes of this. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't necessarily have to mean a bad thing for EA. You Just know? It's different. Yeah. I mean, they might end up selling more by doing this and letting people and changing their practices if they were lower than people would expect before, you know? Yeah. So it might end up being uh, good enough for everything. For sure. So. Yep, I just thought that was worth noting. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna watch this throughout the week and see if anything else comes of it because I'm really interested. Yeah, but we all are. It's just one of the, one of those behind the scene technical things that uh, the developers have to deal with that most people won't even think about, but it could affect us all as far as paying in this game goes. So cool. Uh, well. I guess I'll touch on the next part because I was talking. I think I told you about. No, I don't remember who I was talking to about this. Um, I just downloaded the uh, the Darth Plagueis audiobook from Audible. 
Um, Ooh. It had some pretty good reviews, and it kind of sets up how Palpatine became who he is, you know, uh, prior to The Phantom Menace. So I mm-hmm. am really excited to dig into that next week. Uh, and if you would like to check that out, you can get a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash shattered order. And, uh, you know, it's a Amazon. It's same company as Amazon. So if you have an Amazon account, you can use that same account to log in and, uh, you know, use our link and you'll get a free book for signing up for that 30 day trial. And, uh, you can, um, you'll get to keep the book, uh, even if you cancel your trial in the first 30 days. So, yeah. Um, and as that pointed out in the uh, in the chat, that book is technically no longer canon, but um, the reviews are pretty pretty positive on it. So, yeah, you got regardless of what's been proved to be non-canon anymore, some of those legends books are just awesome. I know that Richie, or also known on this podcast as the Elephant in the Room, uh, really enjoyed a lot of the legends books back in the day. And yeah. so there's a, there's a lot of them. He recommends to me all the time that I want to check out. Like literally his favorite character in star Wars is Corrin Horn. And I know nothing about that dude, but every, the backstory he's told me about that dude sounds awesome. Yeah. So regardless of whether it's canon or not, it's just an interesting, fun story to read, you know? So I might look for that on audible when I do my trial, which I'm still waiting to do. So, Good idea. Yeah. Check it out. Audibletrial.com slash the shattered or not. Let me try that again. Take two. <laughs> Audibletrial.com slash shattered order. Check that out. Cool. What's up next, Mr. Main? Man, we're just flowing through this podcast. It's been I one told of you weeks. you said you said a long week. You know, we're all tired. I'm trying to avoid the plague here. Um we're trying to get through this one in a decent amount of time this week just to focus in on family and uh, sleep for the holidays. Yep. But uh, that just means that uh, we got this next thing coming up. Which is, which involves some sweet jazz music. Yes. It's time for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Trivia! So it's time to announce the information everybody's been wondering about since last week. I mean, I'm sure people want to know, right? Let's not. Let's not? That, that may tell everyone <laughs> what they need to know. All right. So we went before the council last week, and uh, my little answer about days and the capital ship thing actually ended up giving me a point. Why are you waving your finger? No, 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 no. This is my Bernie Sanders impression. Oh, God. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, the good old council gave Wink the point, which gave me the win. I am very excited. So And broke the cycle. The precious cycle of trivia has been broken because that is true. It was always going. Good night, punk. Win, wink. Win. Good night, punk. Win, wink. Win. 
I should have won the last one, but, but somehow the council decided to screw me. So very as exciting. you can see, as you can see on my board here, it says, screw the council, I will overthrow and start my <laughs> own Galactic Senate. Well, you see, I have got a really great idea for a punishment next week, and it is actually going to be an episode live stream long punishment. Ah, interesting. Oh, yes. Indeed. Just tell me now if it involves my shirt being off so I can do a lot of sit-ups this week. No, it does not. Oh, damn it. We'll talk really about it after the podcast. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Well, if it involves a cheese head, I don't have one, so uh, sorry, bro. Oh, I've considered shipping you one just to do that, but this, <laughs> this other idea I think will be better given the, the time of year it is, so... Hey, speaking of Packers, uh, how many uh, Pro Bowlers did they have? Let's go to a number larger than that and start with question number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. All right. By the way, congratulations to my boy, Darius Slay, on making his first Pro Bowl. Much deserved. Mr. Seven Interceptions on the Season. Good player. I just love watching every week seeing this. The Darius Slay finger wag. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. First question. Here we go. Season six. The season where Dan comes back. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Here we go. First question. Oh, we got an extra slide in here. From Deadshot, Merry Christmas, everyone, and may the Force be with you always. All right, here we go. Which ranks are represented in the Empire faction? I'll list all of them. There are six total, including the example Emperor. Can you repeat the question? Which ranks are represented in the Empire faction? List all of them. There are six total, including the example Emperor. Darth is not a rank, and Emperor does not count as a valid answer. Okay. For a bonus, do any duplicate? How many you got so far? I've got four so far. Does that include Emperor? No. Alright, then we probably have the same ones. Oh, let's see here. Oh, I thought of another one. I got five. Well, great. Now you put me under the gun. I gotta think of that fifth one. Um...
And I cannot think of the sixth one. Sixth one's Emperor, right? Oh, there was six including the Emperor? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then I've got them all. Yeah, I'm still looking for that fifth one. Give me a second. Um... Damn, man. I really don't want to be down by one to start. Uh, I, I could have some wrong answers. Don't forget Don't forget about that possibility. I feel like if you th can think of a character's name and rank, it's probably going to be right. Yeah, I know. That's true. Ooh! All right. You, you ready? I think I got the fifth one. You did. All right. I am showing, and uh, maybe kind of hard to read my answers. You have to take my word on it. Obviously, you just tell me what you got. Obviously, Emperor, uh, mm -hmm. but Grand Moth, Grand Admiral, mm -hmm. General, Commander, and Director. Hmm, you got me. I put Commander instead of General. I couldn't remember what was in front of Veers, but it is General Veers. You so, forgot you, General? I put Commander. I kept thinking Commander Veers for some reason. Wow. So, while I did know Veers had a name in front of him, I had the wrong name. So. And the answer to do any duplicate, I put no. Oh, I missed that part of the question. So... Every point, everyone is worth one. So you have Colonel, Director, Emperor, General, Grand Admiral, and Grand Moff. And there are no duplicates. Wow. So it looks like we both got five points then. Yep, I would say that's the case. Good job on getting the Colonel. Colonel. Colonel Stark. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Mr. Tony. You didn't get Colonel? No. What did you put? Um, Emperor, Grand Admiral, Grand Moff, Director, and General. I also put Commander, which obviously wasn't one. Oh, then I got six points. Because I answered the duplicate question and got it right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, the, the internet is sucking and I did not hear that part of the question. So, uh, you're off to a bit of a lead. <laughs> this is nothing compared to the lead I had last season where you just came marching back like the Emperor. That, that Emperor is, RR. That is true. That That is what I do, though. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, question two. Here we go. I have changed some keywords in the following ability, which used to be one of the most powerful abilities of its era, making it making its user one of the most powerful tunes in the game. Which words did I change, and what were the original words, and who whose ability was it? You understand? I think so. Alright, so it's an ability description. He's changed some words in it. He wants us to know which words were changed and what the old words were, and whose ability it is. Gotcha. 
Alright, here we go. Dispel all negative status effects on all allies and grant them offense up for three turns. Rebel allies gain 60% turn meter plus an additional 10% turn meter for each effect dispelled this way and other allies gain half that amount. Alright, hold... <coughs> hold on a second. Nope. Are you still there? There's Wink. Booping me. Oh, he's you, back. You still there? He is back. I am still here. Okay, I was having issues and I literally heard like three words out of that question. I, All right, I, I will read it again for you. Up, so hopefully this, this is better. All right, dispel all negative status effects on all allies. Grant them offense up for three turns. Rebel allies gain 60% turn meter plus an additional 10% turn meter for each dispel, each effect dispelled this way, and other allies gain half that amount. Okay. I was thinking it was a certain person, but it, that doesn't seem right now. There was Who a, does this? There was a certain person I was thinking it was, and that I still think it is. I'm just trying to think of all the things in there that are incorrect. Read it one more time. Dispel all negative status effects on all allies and grant them offense up for three turns. Rebel allies gain 60% turn meter plus an additional 10% turn meter for each effect dispelled this way, and other allies gain half that amount. Um. Okay, I've got my answers. Um. I'm just gonna stick with my initial instinct, and we'll see if I'm right. Okay. Alright, so what is your answer? My answer is that it is Rex, and uh, it's tenacity up instead of offense up, clones instead of rebels, and 20%, not 60. Okay, so we have the exact same answer, but I did not change the percentage. Okay. So, you might get a point on that one if that's right, but we got everything else is the same for us. Okay. Alright, so off offense up is equal to offense up is actually tenacity up. Rebel is actually clone, and it is Rex. So this percentage was right. The percentage in that was right? Yeah. Alright. So I just wrote too so, much. Still yep. got all the points. We both got all the points. So three more for each of us. Alrighty. You're still up by one. I was... I, uh... I took... I was about to go back on that answer only because I didn't remember 
Rex giving that much turn meter. I, yeah, I did not either. I was thinking it was 20%, but apparently uh, not accurate. Well, I thought it was 30%, but I guess it makes sense because back when Rex was the lead, most of the time you didn't use clones with them, so it really was 30% because it's half to the 60. I just didn't realize they gave that much to clones. Yeah. So. All right. Trivia question number three. There are two Zeta leadership abilities which cause the appropriate faction to be immune to crit hits on certain conditions. Which two? Well, whose? So whose leadership abilities are these? And what are the conditions of the crit immunity? Uh, repeat that one more time. I, again, only heard very small portions of it. This is frustrating. There are two Zeta leadership abilities, which cause the appropriate faction to be immune to critical hits on certain conditions. Which two leadership abilities are these, and what are the conditions of the crit immunity? I have no freaking clue, dude. I know one of them, but I don't know the other. And I have no idea what that second one is. I wrote down names, but I will never get uh, what the conditions are, so... I'll see if I'm right. Yeah, I don't know. I've only got one. Uh, ready for answers? Yep, hit me. What you got? Uh, Darth Nihilus, and that works if they are Sith, and i got no idea what else. Alright, well, I put Darth Nihilus and CLS. So, I don't have the reasoning for that. I just put them to try to get points for them being right. We'll see. Okay. Well, here you go. You know, you said Darth Nihilus, and you said the reason, and you said Sith, and it made immediately made me think that Darth Maul was one of them. And Darth Maul is actually one of them. Wow, really? So Maul's, Maul's Zeta leadership ability makes Sith immune to crits if they are stealthed. Huh. Interesting. And the other one is Phasma's Zeta leadership ability makes First Order allies immune to crits if they have advantage. Wow, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very I, interesting. I was think uh, Darth Nihilus, they, I believe, cannot crit. That's... that's yeah, they can't the crit. That's yeah. the part that made me think, hey, they can't be crit, as well as they can't crit themselves. Yeah. That's why I thought that would be the answer. I, but. Did, I didn't know that about Phasma. That's pretty interesting. I remember that about Maul, but... Cool. Don't you have Phasma Zeta? I do. Yeah, so that can work to your advantage in Territory Wars. <laughs> to my advantage. Well done. Dark Sun... Hey, hey! <laughs> um, puns, and I don't even know it. All right. No points for either of us. Good question. I like that. Uh, trivia number four. All right, here we go. Can you hear me? Am I breaking up? Not at the moment. 
We'll sail along. All right, now. so here we go. You, someone with, with an and can't, and still you hit. Did you get that? No. All right, I'll read it again. You attack with force with the at the camp. It bit. You hit your target. You're screwing with me, aren't you? I am screwing with okay. you. Okay, I'll read it for, <laughs> read it for real uh. this time. How is this possible? You attack someone with foresight with an attack that can be evaded, and still you hit your target. I got my answer. No idea. I'm trying to think here, and I have I'm coming up with nothing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, this might be the tire the tie up here. Um, attack someone with foresight with you, an attack. You just that can be evaded. You just tell me when you evaded. want me to tell you the answer. Uh, give me like 15 seconds. Okay. Good radio. I mean, if you're listening to jazz music, it definitely is. Who don't love that sweet jazz? Boom! I got an answer that will probably have to go to the council. So how about that? Okay. Unless it's the right answer. Okay, what's your answer? My answer is you attack with someone with an assist. Why is that? Because the first person hits him and it takes off the foresight, and the next person on that attack hits him. Yeah, they would still be missing. It, uh, you can reread the question if you want, but the answer they are looking for is they are stunned. They're stunned? Yes. A stunned character with foresight you can still hit all the time. That is. Says FYI, if you did not know this, I did not know that, so that's interesting. Yep. But I still say you can hit someone with foresight if you use an assist. I mean, <laughs> you could also do it with a double tap as well, by that logic. Hey, neither of us wrote that answer though. That is a good one. <laughs> but you're. I'm not. You're still. I'm just. You're I'm just trying to find out if the council is not biased or not. We'll see. You, you would still not be hitting them with foresight, though. That that would eliminate their foresight, Ooh, and you would then point. hit them. Okay. I'm not even going to bother with the council with that one. <laughs> you have convinced me. Great job. Perfect. All right. Well, then you get that point. We're all tied up. I'm knocking over all the cans on my desk. All right, question. All right, nine nine. Five. We're all tied up. 
All right, there are three characters who are so tall that they don't fit in the character screen in your inventory, and therefore their feet is out of bounds. Who are they? What? Three characters who are so tall that they don't fit the character screen in your inventory. That's an odd question. I don't understand this question. Because half the pictures are just heads in the character select screen, right? They don't show, not heads, but bod torsos and, and upper body, right? So it seems like there's a, a lot of characters that don't have legs. Give me a second, I'm gonna look just to, oh, don't, just to see. I'm gonna pull, don't be pull cheating. up a, well, I'll show you on the screen. There's my arena team. All of them have feet out of bounds. Interesting. So, I mean, except for R2-D2, his feet are inbounds. So is that what he means? The feet that are inbounds? Because I can think of at least two that are fully in the character screen. Actually, I can think of three. Do, do we want to get, um... Skip this question and get it reworded and confirmation on what it's asking for next week. Actually, we can, actually, but I'll have all the answers next week yeah, then. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I would too. That's a good point. Um, hmm. Reread it Chat, one more time. You got any thoughts on this? Let us know what you think. Reread Re it, it again. again. Yeah. There are three characters who are so tall that they don't fit your character screen in your inventory, and therefore their feet are out of bounds. Who are they? I don't know. I'm going to write down the ones that are the inverse of that, and uh, maybe that's what he meant, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Alright, I got my inverse answers. Okay. Do you have any answers to this? Um... I mean, if we're going with, with inverse, yes, I've got a couple answers. Short characters with feet, basically? Yeah, I'm thinking that characters that fully fit in the character select screen. Okay. You want me to spot off my answers? Yeah, go ahead. Both, I would say, both of the Yodas, R2-D2, and Chopper. Huh. They all fit in the character screen? I don't know. Okay, because I don't think Yoda, regular Yoda does, but I do know that Hermit Yoda does, R2-D2 does, and so does General Grievous for some reason. See, I was thinking Joe right. Grievous for the other answer, like uh, actual tallest, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what the answers are, and we'll we'll find out what the question actually meant. B two Super Battle Droid, K two S O, and Wampa. I'm gonna have to just go look at All it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I'm, I'm pulling this up here. Give me one second. 
Because my Wampa, his shoulders don't even fit in the character selection screen. Maybe that's the point. But K2SO does. But Wampa doesn't look any different than the other ones. I don't understand this. Um, that one confuses I think me. I, figured, I think I figured it out. Oh yeah? What does it mean? It's not the character select screen. Mm-hmm. It is the, like, if you go to characters, I guess mm -hmm. it would just be your character inventory section. Mm-hmm. And that is the spot where you will find that. And yes. And they're... They, their feet are missing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. Crazy. Huh. Never even noticed that. That's pretty fascinating to know, actually. So if you click on the character, they don't fit on that character screen. That is accurate. Where are the other ones? K2? Alright, I got K2 here. Yeah, his feet aren't on there either. And what was the last one? B2 Super Battle Droid? Yes. Hey, I want to tell you something interesting there. Uh, I almost started farming Lando this week. Wow. Almost. But then I went to Ch Chief Chirpa instead. That's fair. Chirpa's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Well, interesting. That's it for trivia this week. And uh, it is time for me to go relax. <laughs> I got some uh, I got some dailies to do and finish up in the next hour, so nice. I'm gonna go do that. I'm about to have a reset in eight minutes, so I don't know, you're almost there. Alright, well, thanks for listening everyone. I know it's a... Uh, we say it's early. We have already gone up for an hour and a half, but uh, a little shorter than usual. Uh, holiday times. Uh, we hope we'll be back next week. Might end up being the same type of deal but uh you never know what they're gonna do with that in uh with that update tomorrow so we we shall see we'll probably end up having plenty to talk about but yeah thanks for everyone for listening hanging us out hanging out with us in the live chat um if you want to find us on twitter we're at shattered order you want to find us on patreon and support us and our content because you just love what we do here on the podcast Go to patreon.com slash shattered order. If you want to join us on our Discord, it is discord.me slash shattered order. A lot of fun there. If you haven't joined yet, we have more people joining every week, every day. It makes the whole thing a lot of fun. Come check it out. But as far as that goes, I think that will do it for us. You got anything else to add there, Wink? Um subscribe if you are a uh, Amazon Prime member make sure you sign up for the Twitch Prime that you already have and just don't realize it and uh, subscribe at <laughs> twitch.tv slash shattered order and we will catch you guys next week sounds good see you all later later Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.